0: Albert Einstein once said, question everything, never stop asking questions. Of course, it's been forbidden recently to ask silly things like, did the virus emerge from a lab in China? Do masks really work? We've had videos removed from YouTube and gotten strike warnings for daring to ask questions. I know, we're supposed to follow the science. And you might think that following Albert Einstein would qualify, but I digress. There's a new book out by Glenn Beck, and it has some pretty insightful questions. In the preface, first he asks... Why are large corporations becoming the champions of woke causes and engaging in political debates about things like voter identification laws? Why did the stock market grow substantially throughout 2020 and 2021, despite one of the biggest economic collapses in history? Why are the politicians in both the Democrat and Republican parties now spending trillions of dollars more than the government takes in? And why aren't they afraid of runaway inflation? Why are the central banks all over the world talking about creating their own digital currencies? In total, Glenn asks 18 smart questions to open the book. These are the kind of questions that we grapple with every week in the economic war room, but are ignored almost everywhere else. Here's the good news. Glenn doesn't just ask the questions, he answers them in the number 1 new best-selling book The Great Reset. Glenn joins us now in the Economic War Room, where we will ask the tough questions and get the right answers. Glenn Beck, welcome back to the Economic War Room.
1: Thank you so much. So good to see you.
0: Good to see you. Congratulations on another bestseller, despite the fact that you can't even get copies printed.
1: I know. I know. We are actually I mean, it's kind of goes in the thinking of the Great Reset. We're actually going to local printers uh, because we cannot get the big presses. To print it fast enough. So, we're going to try to get uh, these local printers to print it and deliver them because it is completely sold out all across the country.
0: I know it's great. And I got a copy. I, I, I snuck one out of the, your studios and and read it last night. It's phenomenal. <laughs> hey,
1: thank you. I want to
0: start with a statement that I think sums up your new book Never let a serious crisis go to waste. Can you explain that? Yeah.
1: Yeah, well, um, people always quote it, they misquote it as uh, never let a crisis go to waste. It's not. It's never let a serious crisis go to waste because a serious crisis allows you to change everything. And we've just seen it with COVID. We have changed fundamentally as a nation. We have our politics have changed. Um, the way we relate to one another, the, our traditions have changed. Everything has changed because of a serious um, uh, event, so it's not just a crisis; it has to be a serious one, and we are in for a load of serious crises coming our way, especially financially. And they are already preparing. Uh, and when I say they, I mean the global elitists. Um, and it is truly something that Kevin, a year and a half ago, two years ago, I started seeing, and I thought. This can't be. I mean, that's that's crazy. And I didn't really understand it. I didn't know the motivation behind it. It is. It's a very large uh, octopus, if you will, uh, that has so many tentacles that reach everywhere. Once you get it, once you understand it, all of a sudden it's like the uh, Rosetta Stone. It just unlocks. Everything all starts of the to doors. make sense. Yeah, it does. Right, it, everything is then logical. You're like, oh, that's why they're saying this. That's why they're doing this. That's why the money is going here.
0: But they, It's very clear. Yeah, but they do start in advance. For example, uh, World Economic Forum event 201 was their plan mm-hmm. for the pandemic. And now they're preparing Correct. for the next uh, couple of crises. Well, exactly. they talked about in that uh, all the things we saw in place lockdowns, sending checks, vaccine mandates, all mail in voting, and they did it all by executive order. In other words, they put in dozens of things of the Great Reset in their wish list in their response to the serious crisis of Correct. COVID.
1: Correct. And they just did another war game. That Event 201, you, it's not a conspiracy. You can find all all of it online on YouTube. They're proud of it. Um, and I'm not saying that they caused the you know COVID or anything else. It was just amazing timing that they did that in September. And by January, the president was asking for a plan. Well, what do you mean shut it down? How do we shut it down? And that's when the Federal Reserve walked in and said, well, this way, and it had all been war gamed. There is another war game that just happened, um, and it is a financial war game. And Kevin, I don't know. I, I'm sure you're aware of it, but yeah, you should do a show on it because it it, it brought uh, I think 19 uh, countries together, basically the entire West. It brought together uh, the central banks, uh, the IMF, um, the you know uh, I can't remember all, but all of the banks, all of the central banks, and many of the leaders, and our Treasury Secretary, and they spent uh, 10 days war gaming. Uh, an economic meltdown. And they said the cause was cyber attacks. But then people started giving misinformation and people started withdrawing their money, which was worse. And so they had to shut people up on telling them what to do so they could centralize uh, the information. So this uh, reckless fake news wouldn't destroy the global financial markets. And what they have constructed I- includes, uh, what was it, an, an orderly, uh, an orderly canceling or changing of major currencies? Right. Gee, I wonder what that means. Uh, and they just released this. This report came out in, in, uh just a couple of weeks ago in Reuters, and it spells it all out. It is the Great Reset. They are now wargaming for when we have an economic meltdown. Which
0: they have to have fairly soon because the pushback politically is so strong. People are so angry over the lockdown. I mean, I'm not saying COVID wasn't a serious disease. I had it, it was serious, yes. you've had it. Uh, people mm-hmm. have died, I've lost lots of friends. But what the response was and how bad it has been, I'll tell you, you know, people say, this is such an incompetent administration. I don't think they're incompetent. I think it's all planned. I think no. they have to have everything go wrong so they can take total control.
1: Oh, a- absolutely. And that's what concerns me about the economic plan as I watch the stock market fall apart as I hear, you know, you watch what's happening in the stock market and then you just add two things. The Fed raising interest rates, the Fed stopping tapering, those, those things, that one from the Fed, could stop the heart. And I think they need to be done, but we are not in a condition. The time to do that was when Trump
0: was in office, not now. The, the conditions have changed. We're going have to take a break. I wanna cover that when we get back because things are coming that are even worse than COVID. Glenn, we know what's been done with regard to draconian mandates, lockdowns, buy-offs. Most people are hoping that the storm has almost passed and that we're going to get back to normal soon. But your new book, The Great Reset, warns otherwise. What is The Great Reset and why is it so dangerous to liberty?
1: So The Great Reset is this, I mean, we started hearing it at COVID. We're going to need a Great Reset. We also heard we're never going to return to normal. It's the new normal what that means is the very carefully crafted public-private partnerships uh, with global corporations and countries, Western countries, and all of the banks. Um, it is a, in their own words, a complete redo of capitalism. Now they're using capitalist terms like stakeholder capitalism, but once you understand what stakeholder stakeholder capitalism really means, it's not communist. It's not socialist it's fascist. The government doesn't actually own anything and doesn't mm, directly tell people what to do. But what they do is they set up this system called ESG. And those companies that are, have a high, you know, marking in their scale of ESG, which means environmental, social justice, and governance. You have the right people on your board. That's governance. You are teaching people to be less white. That's social justice. And um, the E, are you doing good things to make the planet green? If you don't have high scores as based on the criteria from them – You're not going to be able to, A, get a loan from a bank, and it goes all the way to you and your personal bank giving you an auto loan or a mortgage, certainly a business uh, loan. If you're not with those three things, you will not get a loan, and the excuse will be, well, you're a risk to the bank because somebody could cancel you or you don't have a plan and the whole world is moving in this direction. And so you're going to be left behind. It is, it is absolute fascism and it is in all of the big banks right now. They're pushing it. Kellogg just came out today and said breakfast cereal. It's really important that we're ESG compliant. What are you even talking about? It's insidious. It's absolutely insidious. And right now, it can be changed. Soon it will not be able to be changed. We are at the very, we're at the end of the beginning of ESG and the great reset. But it will happen, and it will change your life entirely, from what you eat to what you where you work. How you educate yourself, what you say out loud, what you post on social media, all of it will cha- will be affected by this. And your life, you become like a Chinese citizen. You will do what the state tells you to do.
0: Now, there's no doubt about that. And we cover a lot of this in the economic war room. We've talked about ESG for a long time. But your book does such a good job of wrapping up that plus the climate agenda the Green New Deal, modern monetary theory, control of currency, oh programmable gosh. money. Walk us through some Ugh. of these other weapons of control they're unleashing.
1: So the, the biggest one that I think people need to be aware of is uh, MMT, modern monetary theory. And I'm sure you've covered that a million times. Um, it is something that I almost didn't put into my last book uh, because I thought it was so crazy that nobody's going to go for that. Um, But in the end, I decided to put it in the last book. I'm glad I did because it is playing a huge role today. We are actually, as a nation, operating under the first part of MMT, which is print as much money as you want. Doesn't matter. Governments that can print their own currency can print their own money, and you don't even have to pay for it. You just have to be able to control inflation. Okay. So what do you mean control inflation? Well, that's where digital currency will come in. That's why the uh, Congress was talking about passing a bill with if you have and spend $10,000 over a year period, which is everyone, including almost the homeless, then the bank can give the federal government full clearance to look at your bank account full time. And they said, that's because people are cheating on their taxes, that's not what it was. It is because the second half of MMT is you have to control the companies, you have to be able to control production and labor, and most importantly, you have, to cons- uh, you have to control the consumer. The idea with MMT is you can print as much as you want, and if you start to see inflation, then the government has to go to these public-private partnerships in the government or in the, uh, the private sector and say, hey, you need to make more or less of this widget. Uh, And then uh, they get them to do that. If If the company's board says no, stakeholder capitalism, the one stake that you don't hear about, is the golden stake, which the government holds, which says, yes, you are. And if you won't do it, we'll fire everybody on the board and we'll replace all of you. You are doing it. And then make sure that the right people are buying the right thing. So if you have inflation on cereal... You know what? You had enough cereal. We want to make sure that the people who are the right social justice people have cereal. Your kids aren't going to have cereal. Your digital currency will now no longer allow you to buy
0: cereal. That's what's coming. Programmable money. Yeah, we talk about that a yes. lot. And and I'm looking forward to sharing with you the solution we've developed. I mean, we have smart people come in that economic I can't war room. We've, we've got a solution for that. But you, you know what? You, you nailed it. All, all of these things that you're talking about, uh, and the climate agenda, Green New Deal, that's just a way to suck up money and send it to places that they want to have.
1: I will tell you, Kevin, It is. It, what's really frightening is the elites— They believe, they truly believe they are so far above us that they're not going to be held accountable for anything. Um, And that's why I think that cage that they're building is so important. Because if you don't put people in a cage, when they find out, the people who really believe in global warming, find out that all you've been doing with this ESG thing is making these big companies and these politicians rich, it's pitchforks and torches same with social justice, same with everybody who doesn't believe any of that. But now you've put me in this cage and now you're getting rich and I am changing my life. Why? When that really happens, tech, governments, and business banks are all in deep, deep trouble. That's
0: why it comes with a cage. Yeah, Glenn, you nailed it. I agree with everything you wrote in the new book bestseller, The Great Reset. It's a powerful and simple way to relay all the truth of what's happening. The things we've covered in the show, you can get in one book and and hand it out. Give it a, a, now, right now. You'll have to give them Please. a digital copy, but <laughs> but uh, you're getting yeah. them printed. Um, We're going to need to take another break. But when we come back, I'm going to share with you some of the solutions that the economic war room is pulling together. Love it. Brightest people on the planet come through the economic war room. And our economic warriors stand ready to fight back against the Great Reset. Glenn, when I read your new best-selling book, The Great Reset, I began to understand the way we push back and maybe even win this battle. It requires local. It requires liberty. Big time. And it requires living. I'd like to share with you a few of the solutions, the initiatives that seem to fit with your ideas for the Great Reset. Uh, and Can't wait.
1: Can't wait. Go lay them on me, brother. We have 11 solutions, I think, that we have presented. But I am bluffing. I'm not you. You know. You know and you have consulted people. But whatever the solution is, now is the time. You cannot wait. Now is the time. So
0: hit me. Okay. Our first thing is to be to all our economic warriors, all our audience. We tell them they're the small ships of Dunkirk. Their little actions together can wake up America. Amen. The second thing you told us to go local. The local version of Wall Street and investing is the independent financial advisor. And they may work for a big company, but they know ultimately deep down they work for the client. They don't work for Merrill Lynch or or the big firms. So we offer people a choice to ESG. We call it LSV, Liberty, Security, and Values. And we've done polling. John McLaughlin and others have polled for us. We poll off the charts. Nobody really wants ESG, and the advisors are only giving it because they think people want it. And so we're training via Liberty University 10,000 financial advisors we've identified with a trillion dollars of investment capital. Uh, Wow. They know their clients want uh, LSV. They want to divest from this ESG that's being crammed down on them. We think this is a huge movement. It's just launching after a decade of, of preparation. I've been telling you about this for years.
1: I know. So let me ask you, um, are you divesting, for instance, West Virginia, New Hampshire and Texas have just passed it law passed laws. They won't do business with like BlackRock. They won't do business with some of these leaders of ESG. Are you are you training people to look for those
0: things? Absolutely. Not only that, though, we're helping raise up index funds that do not vote woke. So the problem is we give our money to Larry Fink at BlackRock and we give it to to other uh, State Street and and Vanguard, but it's the votes that count. So we're bringing up people that know how to run mutual funds that will create index funds that will not vote woke. So you can invest the same way, but you don't have to worry that your votes are voting against your interests.
1: Excellent. Excellent. Are those available now?
0: They're being developed. There are a few of them. Second Vote is here, and Second Vote's great, Mm -hmm. Uh, and Dan Grant and and Black, and those guys are great people. Um, But we need dozens of them. And so we're we're training, and we have people in all the time that say, I want to build one of these. Great. What do you need? And we help them get what they need. Good, good, good. And I mentioned to you, we're opening up just north of Dallas-Fort Worth, just south of Denton an 80-acre training facility where we'll have in-depth training for those advisors. We'll have conferences. And in fact, one of the conferences that we planned is our third solution, which we've launched a movement for constitutional gold-backed digital currency issued by states.
1: Uh, Kevin, you know how I feel about this. I mean, it's one of the reasons why I live here. Texas did get all of their gold back uh, from the Federal Reserve. And if, if you're living in a state that thinks you're going to weather this and you don't have a way at least to have your state trade in something that has actual value, uh, you're, in, you're in real trouble. Now, real trouble. the problem
0: with gold as a transactional currency is it's hard to fractionalize and, and also yes. it's taxed. But Article 1, Section 10 of the Constitution says no state can make anything legal tender in the state other than gold and silver coins. What if we add the blockchain, which allows you to digitize it and fractionalize it, and then we stand up and tell the federal government, you cannot tax legal tender. Legal tender is not income. It's not a capital gain. It is it is constitutionally issued currency that people are transacting in. So-
1: That is the problem with Bitcoin is Bitcoin is is, has been deemed an asset. Right. Uh, And I know that gold is an asset. However, if it is if it is issued as a coin by the state as the Constitution, you may be exactly right. How, how far down have you dug on
0: this well, we've, with attorneys? You, you know, when they set up the bullion depository, my friend and actually state rep Giovanni Cabriglione created that. We've mm. talked with attorneys. We've talked with uh, various people in the government, including some leading candidates for attorney general, both Ken Paxton and Louis Gomer. We've talked with, and they they agree with us. We've talked with a number of people at other states who say they're going to enact it. I think this is one we win. And, and what it does is it changes everything because it removes the digital dollar as a competitor. Because if you can have gold-backed, money always goes where it's treated best. If it's gold-backed and you can own gold without worry of taxation, we're going to see so much money flood to Texas, which means Oklahoma is going to do this, which means New Mexico is going to want to do it. Florida is going to want to do it. Once it gets started, we end this uh, less than constitutional. How
1: far away are we from something like that actually happening?
0: Well, we got to have our conference. We want you to be at the conference, if you will, and we're going to bring oh, the yeah, top minds course. in that know exactly how to do it. We're we um, maybe, well, best case, one year away, uh, but uh, I think we can do it pretty rapidly because the demand, just like the Great Reset, extraordinary times create the opportunity for extraordinary measures.
1: I will tell you, we released the book, and within two weeks, we have seen states already start to move legislation to stop the Great Reset and stop these banks. Um, When when people understand what's right ahead of us, I think you can move
0: quickly. We hope so, and we're going to bring the best minds to do it. All right, so here's here's another initiative, and it's to impact climate hysteria. Uh, One of the (laughs) problems with solar power is it's bad for the environment if you put it on the ground. But that's terrestrial solar. But we're working with Lieutenant General Stephen Quast and others to put in space solar that you beam down. It's clean. uh, It it is uh, independent from the issues, and it doesn't let you control all the people. It's on the drawing boards, but not only that, General Quast also has a plan for water from air. So we solved two of the biggest environmental problems, bing, boom.
1: In Texas, I don't know why we haven't thought of water in from air. I mean, it is cra- not gonna work in the in California, but it will work in the south and it will work in the east. You're exactly this right. This
0: new technology actually will work all kinds of places. Uh, it, it's something that was developed and it's being offered to the Air Force. It's, it's phenomenal, I'll share it with you. All right, so we're a lot closer to a lot of people think on these technologies. They're very, very real. And if we have a trillion dollars of capital, we'll be able to fund a bunch of those. Those are four of our major initiatives, and we're just launching a fifth one today with the movement to stop congressional insider trading so that we remove the payoff mechanism for the representatives. Mm. We disincentivize their push to the Great Reset. So you've done an amazing job in this book. I believe it to be the most important book you've written. I wished I'd written it. Thank you. Uh, I was listed as a writer on your book. <laughs> so Cowards, <do> I. <laughs> but Thank you for all you're doing. And thank you for yeah, Blaze TV. You. It's an honor to be on thank Blaze you. TV with you. God bless you. We love you. Give our love to Tony. Thank Tanya. you. God bless you. Everything we've talked about will be summarized in this week's free economic battle plan, including links to where you can get Glenn's book, The Great Reset, and see all the documentation that backs it up. Plus, you'll get our action plan to take back our community, our nation, and our world. Get your copy at economicwarroom.com. Remember, what we see as a marketplace, our enemies view as a battle space. This is Kevin Freeman from the Economic War Room.